you know, great players win multiple titles. So that was always my goal. A lot of energy built zero, up zero. on both players. Can't wait to get this game underway. Well, that's a very high percentage shot there from Dermot, who hits that about eight inches high, rides the wall, and hit it about 80 miles per hour. For me, handball has to be up there with one of the greatest sports in the world, and yet it's been a hidden treasure for years. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another GA Handball podcast. Uh, I'm Damien Donoghue and I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick as we look ahead to the O'Neill's All-Ireland 40 by 20 senior singles this weekend coming in Kingscourt. Um, the matchup for the ladies is Martina McMahon against Katrina Casey and for the men's it's Dermot Nash against Robbie McCarthy. Um, Paul, last weekend the semi-finals, we'll maybe start off with the ladies first. Uh, defending champion Martina McMahon up against Ashley Riley from from Belfast, a good window for Martina. Yeah, Mar- I was sort of surprised by the margin of it. Um, as we were saying in last week's podcast, Ashley hasn't got back to her absolute best yet. Coming back from that sh- uh, shoulder surgery, uh, she's back about a year now, but she just hasn't. She's been playing quite well. Um, I suppose she's. She's confirmed herself as the number three at the minute based on results. She did win the open doubles at the Worlds last year, but she she was a bit a good bit behind Martina on the day last again. So Martina playing very well as she's looking to retain her title. Last year she was the she was the hunter. Now she's the hunted. She holds all the major titles in the game, so a good win for her, definitely. So far, she's she's so showing no signs of uh, of nerves. Or sometimes when you're when you change from hunting to hunted, it changes your mindset completely. But Martina doesn't be looking like she's phased by being the leader. No, she's not. She doesn't seem to be. She's been she's been playing as well as ever. I think she, it's actually given her confidence. Um, like the way she plays the game, she's a very attacking player. And I don't. I think that's just the way. That's her, as I said. That's her handball, and that's not going to change. She's going to keep attacking and going for kills. So, um, look, she's the player to beat going in tomorrow. In recent form, she has the edge over Katrina Casey. As I said last week, I have a feeling that there's going to be a massive performance in Katrina. She only lost the final twenty-one twenty in the third game last mm-hmm. year. Um, you could argue the gap has widened since. Maybe it has. The big alley final was twenty-one twenty in the third game as well. Um, Katrina beat Martina in the She's Ace tournament but it came to the Nationals then Katrina was winning 13-5 I think in the first game games to 15 Martina came back and beat her um, won the match so it's going to be it's it's look it's a, a lot, sometimes you, you'll see these finals and it's, it's a familiar lineup and it kind of gets a bit boring but there's nothing boring about this because they're so close and people have really inve- like the fans have really got invested in this story here Um we know that that Casey won the Dublin senior singles in the men's grade. We were talking about that last mm. week, and I, I actually think that's going to really stand to her. And I think if, she, if like those those um, few games she played against the likes of Conor Maxwell, Ian Griffin, Adrian Benson, good players, good competitive games, that's as good as a few a few weeks extra training. I would say um, yeah. because when there's something on the line, you know, you can you can have all the training games you want against top top girls or against strong uh, male players, but when it's competitive. And those lads don't, don't want to lose to a girl, and that's being sexist, but obviously they don't. Yeah. And uh, so they really would have been pushing it there. So I think that's going to stand to Katrina. She said before that she's made a few tweaks to her game. I would say she um, probably the, 
if she was being honest, as she as she tends to be, the the tweaks that she probably needed to, to make to her game was that when it gets tight, she's got to go for probably for a few more shots. Um, like thinking back to last year, I felt that like Katrina maybe tightened up a little bit in the closing stages. I wouldn't say froze, but certainly tightened up. Whereas Martina was able to stay stay relaxed, stay really fired up, and went for her shots. And that was probably the difference. Like it's, the margins are so fine between these two players. So mm. I think. There'll be a big crowd watching this game in Kingscourt. There'll be a big crowd watching on the webcast. And I think there's a good chance another Epic is in store. The smart money's on... Or the, Martina's the favourite, we'd pull it like that. But if there was betting available, I probably would throw a few bob on, on Katrina because she's too good a player, I think, to lose again. But something has to give. Like It's it's brilliant. It's a, it's a brilliant one for handball. Yeah, well, at the, at the launch of the... O'Neill's All-Ireland 40 by 20 senior singles. I cut up with Martina McMahon and just had a few words. So, Martina, ahead of the uh, Ladies Senior Singles, how's the preparation going for you? Yes, yeah, not too bad. Um, I suppose we'd, she's ace championship there in early January, so I wasn't at my peak at that time, but um, we had the Nationals there a couple of weeks ago and I was successful with that, so I'm hopefully... Um, hopefully be able to maintain that and peak at the right time for the 2019 championships. Yeah, you definitely peaked in 2018, uh, looking back, a, a wonderful year. Winning the All-Ireland, though, and, and in dramatic circumstances, the towards set or coming down to the, to the final point, it must have been some feeling at the end of that. Yeah, it was. I can tell you, like, I went in at three times at 20 all, and I was like, if I don't finish it this time, I don't know, I was just getting wobbly at the legs, like, I just wanted it to be over with, and uh, obviously to be over with, with me be winning, like, but, uh, yeah, once I went for that last shot down the left, um, a kill, and it came off, I suppose, yeah, it was just to be my maiden title, like, uh, I was definitely overjoyed with it. Yeah, how much confidence did that give you going in, obviously, then, for the rest of the year? Oh, yeah, I suppose, like, it got my year off to a great start, and, like uh, obviously 2018 with the world championships that was another area of a main focus like and uh, just to come out with a 21-20 winning the tiebreaker gave me confidence that I could actually go and take this world title as well so I was driven and that was my aim to do that and uh, I was successful there too so definitely a, a dream year for me and uh, hopefully 2019 and the rest of the years to come will be like it. Hopefully it's the start of a, a good career for the next few years. I suppose talking about driven can't help but bring up... You're, you're working in Cork a, a good bit away, Ring of Skiddy, I think. That's right, yeah. Commuting over and back so that you can continue to train with the handball. That's it, yeah. It was tough now um, for the, the Worlds last year, like up a quarter past five and uh, driving to Cork and then coming home about half six, seven o'clock and straight to training and try to get a bit of dinner in, in between and straight to bed and did that Monday to Friday and obviously trained again at the weekends but um, I can tell you now it was definitely worth it. And where, where, does, your, where does your inspiration, who's the, who's the, the people you look up to in handball? Oh, definitely, the one that sticks out is Mr Paul Brady, like uh, yeah look there's, everyone can only compliment him and what he has achieved and what he continues to do like and uh, He's just a great ambassador for the sport. Like he, he gave it his life, and um, yeah, I just can't compliment him enough. Looking ahead now to, to this year, how's your preparation going? Are you happy with where you're at? Yeah, happy enough now. Um, I suppose we all need to get a bad game out of the way. So uh, I think I had that last night in training. So uh, it's onwards and upwards for now, and um, 
I suppose at this level it's all about peaking and knowing your body and knowing when you feel right and when you feel tired and to, to just listen to your body and that's what I'm going to do. Obviously put in a lot of training between now and uh, next week is the first round for me. So um, yeah, it's just, as I said, about peaking at the right time. Looking at ladies handball, what sort of a state is the game in overall? Yeah, definitely very good. We have uh, young ones now that are coming up and uh, I suppose they're pushing on our heels and uh, it's great to see like, um, yeah, I suppose we're getting more entries now as well, which is something that's that's good, but uh, hopefully they won't take any of us out of our spot from the, for another few years anyway. Yeah, so Martina there, obviously very determined. It'll be interesting to see this Saturday in Kingscourt, can she retain the uh, O'Neill's All-Ireland 40 with 20 senior singles title? Um, it's it's Cork against Limerick, I suppose, in all-Munster clash, coming all the way up the Ulster to play, but Kingscourt being the venue, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive festival of handball. Before we move on to the, the men's side of it, can you give us an idea of exactly what's going on? Yeah, well... Uh do you know, the, off the top of my head, there must be 20-odd finals over the weekend, probably more um, in, in adults. And then on, on Sunday, you've got all the juvenile finals in boys and girls, on the 14 up to under 17, singles and doubles. So you have a lot of finals on there. Um, and that's always a huge day as well. Um, but in the adult finals, so like GA Hamble have really pushed to put the elite players on a pedestal. And the elite players kind of get most of the attention, and, and deservedly so, I would agree with that policy. But in the in the adult grades, You've actually got some fantastic finals coming up, um, especially I would say in the likes of um, junior singles, which is Claire. Claire, I suppose, are one of the stories of the championship in that they've got they've got players through to the senior singles in men's, the the minor singles, the junior singles, and the intermediate singles, which oh, is wow. really the four main grades of of sing, men singles handball, which is phenomenal, probably unprecedented, I imagine. Um, Certainly in four with twenty in recent years, I can't remember it ever happening. So I suppose quickly talk about the junior singles. It's Jordan O'Neill from Antrim, very good player. I've seen him playing lots of times. Very fit player. He's come up through the ranks. Um, probably a late developer. Won the junior B All Ireland at a canter a couple of years ago. Came out of Ulster in junior A last year, and now he's gone one better. He got to the final. But he's coming up against a really good player in Fergal Cockton, uh, left-hander from Clare. His dad, Fergal Senior, was was a very very good player in his day as well, um, and Fergal. Young Fergal has has really found his form again. I, I remember being in America back in 2014 at the at the US Nationals, and he was phenomenal. And uh, probably started college and and d- didn't kick on. I I expected him at the time to go on and make the senior level. It hadn't kicked on in the last year or two, but it really has now. He had a great win in the Irish Nationals recently, and, um, and that was the A singles as well, which would be sort of a grade up from junior. So Fergal against Jordan is going to be a cracking game. Um, the intermediate singles is a good game as well. It's Claire Colin Corbett takes on Ian McLaughlin from AO. Um, Ian has been around there for a few years. Just a big breakthrough for him now to make the the All Ireland intermediate singles final. He beat Gavin Coyle in the semi final. Colin Corbett, very good, has been a very good player right up through minor ranks. Now he's come up into intermediate ranks. He's done well overseas as well. So that's a that's a very close game, very hard one to call. Um, under twenty one singles. Jamie Mulcairns from Galway, who's a brother of Martin's, um, and has been doing very well in that grade in the last couple of years in in, in Big Alley and Small Alley, and um, was a minor singles winner in the Big Alley. He plays Kevin Deegans from from Kildare, who's a player that is a really good player. Um, 
probably wouldn't have been one of these juvenile superstars, but is he's got up to under twenty one grade now and he's right up there and he's picked up some big results in the last couple of years. Um there's an awful lot of Masters finals on as well. The pick of them, I presume, it would be probably the Masters A singles, which is for players. There's an awful lot of grades in handball, which might be confusing, but for it's Masters A singles is players over the age of 40. Well, really over the age of 40, under the age of 45, who are not qualified for B. But it's it's a battle of two left-handers, Vinnie Moran, who's a, a brother of Andy Moran, the Mayo footballer, and Dominic Lynch from Kerry. and That's going to be a cracker. Two, two players who have played at the highest level in senior. The junior B singles is Antrim, Kieran Crothers, son of Paddy Crothers, who played in the All-Ireland Senior Finals back in the, in the 90s. Um, he's playing Dara Keane from Kerry, who got to the World 17 in the final last year. So, um, Kieran, I've seen Kieran playing, obviously, throughout All-Star, and he played, played very well. Uh, but Dara Keane is, is a very good up-and-coming player as well, so won't be much in that. Um, Golden Masters A singles, which is, it sounds like a breakfast cereal, someone <laughs> said to me. It, it's it's Ty- Tyrone against me, Niall Kerr against Tom Sheridan. That's, that has the makings of a good game as well. So there's there's a whole pile of very, very, very good games um, in the the general run of finals. But the big one, or the big programme, I suppose. So what happens is the, the venue gets cleared out. Everyone's there all morning. There's a great buzz. There's finals there. And there's cups to be handed out. And the place is cleared out for an hour or so. And everyone comes back in and... Um, You've got the big program then, and the place is, is jammed, and it's it's one of the, probably the highlight of the handball season. So it'll start off with the two minor singles finals, which have been played simultaneously. One is a novel final in in that it's Owen McGinty from Monaghan against Mark Rogers from Clare. Monaghan have never been in this particular final before. Clare have won it about four or five times. The likes of um, they won it for the first time, I think, way back with John Duggan in the eighties and Paul Walsh in the nineties, er, nineteen ninety, and they've won it. In the intervening years as well, Colin Crahan won it. So, Mark Rogers is following a long line of of dual players in Clare handball. He's a brilliant hurler. He scored one thirteen recently for his club in the on the twenty one Division One Championship. Oh this lad is is a very impressive athlete. Very strong around the legs. Great mover in the court. Powerful. Gets down low on the ball. Um. Um. As far as I know, he's a year older than, than Owen as well. He won the minor doubles last year, Mark did. Um, but Owen McGinty is a player that's really come on in leaps and bounds in the last two years. He's always been an exceptionally good player. Last year, he had a fantastic year. He won the World 17 and under. He beat Rodgers in the in the semi-final of the Irish Junior Nationals and then went on to beat that Dara Keane fellow from Kerry that I was t- talking about there in the final. Went on out to America, won the Worlds and he's really kicked on this winter. He's had to win in the Monaghan Senior Singles uh, which is a big achievement wow. for a lad just out of under 16. He beat James Gavigan, he beat Gavin Coyle, very good players. I've seen him training. He's got a very good spin serve. He's, he's, I actually played against him in training and his, his court savvy is excellent. Um, covers the court very well. I personally think he's he's going to be a superstar of the sport. So it's a really, really intriguing game between, between the, certainly I would say Mark is physically stronger. Owen possibly might have, have a few, little bit more more trick, a few more tricks up his sleeve, a little bit more crafty. There'll be nothing between them. It's, I could see a tour game there. That's going to be a cracker. In the ladies' minor singles, you've got the champion Leah Doyle from Kildare. Um, again, physically strong player, a fantastic athlete. She also excels in soccer, and she's taking on Neve Herfinan from Galway, who's a Galway minor camogie player. Um, she's got a she won under sixteen All Ireland medal in camogie. She's got a soccer All Ireland medal as well, and she's a really good competitor as well. 
last year last year Leah won this championship and Neve was beaten in the semi final um by by a Clare player and, and Leah went on to beat the girl to beat Neve easy enough the final. Came to the Irish Nationals with a with a trip to the World Championships at stake and, and Neve torn the tables and she she defeated Leah in the final of that to get on Team wow. Ireland and then beat her in the Worlds in the final, but then Leah beat her in the one wall final. So this is a real up and down. So it's brilliant because I remember a few years ago going to these big programs and you'd have a you'd have a little you'd have a little bit of interest in the minor final. And personally speaking, I wouldn't have had very much interest in the ladies' minor final back then. I'd have a little little bit of interest in in the lads' minor final, and the same nearly would go for the senior. But that's all changed. People talk about the whole push for for female um, respect in sport. The players are doing it themselves. Leah Doyle and Neve Heffernan are exceptionally good, and there'll be a big crowd. Now, it's a pity that it's on simultaneously in a way, with the, because McGinnity and Rogers is such a good game that that's going to draw a big crowd to that court. But there'll be a big crowd watching the ladies' minor final as well, and it's going to be a, that's going to be an outstanding game. That's going to be a showcase for handball. It's a credit to the two girls that they've they've you know there's. I, I, to use the analogy people are talking about as Dublin in Gaelic football are, are they were raising the bar over the last few years that they, they raised everybody else's bar as well but the two girls obviously neck and neck keep pushing each other on to be better which is great to see in yeah, any sport it's great to see it it's brilliant but, and like you know it's great to see top athletes playing play in our sport like mm-hmm. like Neve is a brilliant camogie player Lee is brilliant in other sports as well and it's great to see them sticking with the handball now there's a gap. Well, the problem that's happening in ladies' handball is the top seniors, Ashley, Katrina, uh, Martina, Sienna, and Karine, who's in the states at the minute. They're so good, though, these girls. They're, they're. I would reckon that they're prob- those four are possibly the best four girls that's ever played the game. Right. Okay. In my in my opinion, they they've really brought it to a new level at senior, and there is a gap coming out of minor, and there's a there's a high drop off rate in ladies' sport in general. So that's the that's the next challenge now for for some top minors to come along. And they like Leah Doyle, for example, has played against Martina. She entered the senior singles and, and did quite well against her. So you'd be hoping that that regardless of who wins this this minor singles final tomorrow in the ladies, that they'll stick with it and go on and close the gap because we need more players up there challenging the really top senior players. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at it. It sounds like a a wonderful card of of handball on Saturday. The, the interesting thing I was just noting. As you were going through the list of the finals there, Munster seemed to be very much dominant. All bar three finals that you named out there, Munster are in them all. So yeah. would, it, would it be that Munster are the dominant province? No, I would no, I wouldn't say that. It it, it, it kind of varies. Um Ulster has dipped a little bit. Like for a few years Ulster were very strong, especially when, when Paul Brady and Michael Finnegan were winning a lot mm-hmm. and you had Charlie Shanks there and you had some very, very strong Belfast players back a few years ago, like Ricky McCann and Paddy Crothers and fellas like that. Um, it it kind of go it varies around like obviously Connacht won it last year with Martin McCarrens the one the senior, um, and they would have been very strong a few years ago when you had Desi Keegan and Joe McCann reaching reaching big finals and winning them as well. So it varies around. Traditionally, I'd say Leinster and Munster were the strongest county provinces. Leinster probably would have been the strongest, but Munster are very strong at the minute, and and that's because of the great work they've been doing at underage level. But the, the, it's funny that there's no Munster, or there is a Munster representative in the in the big one, which is the men's senior singles. Yeah, and that's Jeremy Nash against Robbie McCarthy. Now that this has the makings of an absolute cracker. This could be an epic. I think we're going to see a third game here. Talk um, us through the the semi finals. Nash beat um, Patrick Funchin. Nash beat Nash beat Funchin. Um, Funchin's a very good player uh, who 
who travelled to a lot of tournaments in the States, didn't play much on the pre-championship tournament circuit this year. And uh, so he was a bit of an unknown quantity. He got a big win against Crahan um, in the round of 16. Then he got a walkover against Charlie Shanks in the quarterfinal. So he came into the semi and he, he was a bit of an unknown quantity. Um, it's hard to just, it was hard to just evaluate exactly where his game was at. But Nash was just too good on the day. He, he started a little bit slowly, but it, he sort of played within himself and he ran out a comfortable enough winner. So he sort of, you could say, he eased through to the final. So he played, played within himself from hearing him at the uh, at the launch. He, he seemed to want to change that, that he was more attacking. Did yeah. He, did he come out really attacking? He did. Well, he has been attacking more anyway. But he, he, he always could kill the ball very well with both hands. But I, I think that... that Put it like this, um, Nash would run all day, and I think that he, he, he over the years he sort of subscon- subconsciously played to that because he, he was quite happy. He he knew that no one's going to outrun him, and he was quite happy to, to. He said to me that, you know, he he was guilty of saying, "I'll just outrun you here if you." I'll make this a mm. long game, and he probably said to himself last week, "Go in and and try and get in and out as quickly as I can," and and that's really what he did. You know, I think it was six and thirteen, so um, an impressive win for Jeremy there. The other semi final. Really went the distance. They went to a tour game. Um, Martin Mulcairns and Robbie McCarthy. Martin would, uh, Martin lost a close first game. Would probably would feel he could have won it, and then he probably stole the second game. Robbie looked to be in control at one stage. Martin came back, so they were like twenty one nineteen, twenty one eighteen. Surprising thing was in the third game, Robbie ran ran away with it. He won it twenty one six. Now Robbie was playing well, very well. Um, he's hitting the ball extremely well. He looks very fit, but I did feel that. That tactically, Martin probably played played into his hands a little bit. I thought he he needed to pass the ball more. He tended to he played a lot of roof shots, um, and he's good on the roof. And but Robbie's also very comfortable on the roof. All these players are at this stage, but he went for an awful lot of kills from deep in the court when Robbie was in front of him, and it was kind of like he wanted to force the issue. And he is an attacking player, but I felt he overdid it because you can't leave the ball. First of all, if you can imagine Damien if you're shooting from the back deep court and your opponent is in front of you, straight away your margin for error is lower because um, he's in close, he can pick it unless it's really, really low, unless it's practically a rollout. And McCarthy is the king in the front court. He's absolutely phenomenal. Right. His soft touches of both hands, his dump shots were amazing. I felt that Martin needed to, to, to bring move Robbie around more, bring him back deep, try and get in and control the front himself. Nash will do that. Nash will will uh, Nash is very good in the front too. Different style, not so much dump shots, but he, he's got these side arms with both hands, and and he takes the ball in the fly, and he's brilliant at it. I think Nash will will take Robbie out of the centre a little bit more. That's if he can. What makes it very intriguing was if you if you were to to um, compare them, we'll say to athletes, Robbie probably would be a, a sprinter. He's a big lad. He's explosive. Nash would probably be. A middle distance or long distance runner. Mo <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say Mo He's probably a bit more meat on him than that. But uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a very, very intriguing game. Um, Robbie has won it three times, and probably by his own admission, he probably dipped a little bit in the last couple of years. He lost the final to Shanks, and then last year he lost the semi-final to Mulcairns. This year he's come back and he looks very hungry, and he's peaking for the for the final. You can see that. Like he beat Jeremy in the final of the Irish Open last month. 11-9 in a tiebreaker what can you read into that I'm not, I'm not sure only to say that there's, there's not much between, between them. them yeah so it's, it, an awful lot of times in, in in individual sport or competitive individual sport even compared a little bit to boxing you come across you know 
battles where it's it could be two physically dominant play, boxers, two physically dominant people, and it comes down to their mental attributes, or sometimes you could get one that's that's just a little bit cuter in the head, but wouldn't be physically as strong. What way would you describe this one? Well, there's certainly no, no there's no shortage of savvy and courtcraft and cuteness uh, with these two players. They're both very very smart players. Um, they both have all the shots really. You know, there's no real discernible weakness in either of their games. Um, in other years, Robbie, at times, uh, I've seen him not in his absolute peak condition. He's in it at the minute. He's very, very fit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to come down to a mental game. It is going to come down to a mental game. They, they probably will cancel each other out physically. And it's probably going to, it sounds like a cliche, but who wants it the most? Robbie, as I said, has won it three times. German hasn't won it. Um, but Robbie seems to have got over that dip that he had for the last couple of years has come back and looks hungry so it's going to come down to a, to a mental game tactics going to play a big role in it there's going to be a big crowd there watching that game it's a huge day for Clare there's going to be a massive Clare crowd um, Nash is well used to being in finals though yeah but he's he's been in one singles final five years ago Robbie beat him um, and he's he obviously won the senior doubles last year and he was in the mm. senior doubles final the year before and he actually teamed up with Robbie to win the open doubles in the world so that's our friendly but there'll be no there'll be no uh, friends in the court tomorrow it'll be purely enemies strictly business and that's what we want um, so there'll be a big crowd this game's going to be live on uh, streamed on the GA Handball Facebook page there's going to be a huge interest in it so anyone that's listening if you, if you can't make it to King's Court get along um, get on to Facebook and watch this it's going to be an absolute cracker uh, I wouldn't like to call it so I'm not going to but it's going to be very very close is all I want to say yeah we're well, looking forward to an absolutely jam-packed weekend of handball in King's Court as Paul said the action has come across all well both days, Saturday and Sunday, um, with juvenile finals and a lot of uh, minor finals as well in the build-up. I suppose the, the the real action in the evening, the the main card is Saturday evening. We'll we'll start what sometime around half four, is it? Yeah, four thirty for the for the minor the minor games start right. off, and it all follows from there. Very good, very good. And if people are are just looking on Facebook to get on for maybe the the ladies or the or the men's senior single final roughly time uh, depends how long the minor finals on go on it's just hard to put a time on it but let's say the minor finals take an hour and a half you're talking about six six ish for the for the ladies um, that ladies game could take about six hours but uh, now Robbie and Jeremy should be on around midnight <laughs> <laughs> I know I'd say I'd say if they tuned in around around. Uh, half seven or so to, if they wanted to see the men's final they wouldn't be too far away right so rough, roughly around <laughs> six for the ladies and, and half seven for the, the men's if roughly but yeah give or take an hour very good well look we wish all the uh, competitors the very best of luck tomorrow in King's Court and, and hopefully it's as good a weekend as Paul promises it will be mm.